0: Hello, my name is Ken and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Church Purpose. This is Series 2, Episode 26 of 28. 1 Corinthians 13 has always been a sobering scripture. Given in my early days of being saved, I wanted so bad to build and flow in a healing, miracles, signs, and wonders ministry. Of course, to hold on to that way of thinking, I would have had to ignore 1 Corinthians 13. I mean, when you think about it, of course we will not need the gift of healing in heaven. And there will be no need for prophecies. In some ways, I was admittedly disappointed that all of the supernatural tricks I so badly wanted to flow in will become irrelevant when I get to heaven. But this is so just because I don't fully understand How much greater things will be once this rock is melted, and the human race will live in absolute perfection and love? Well, some of the human race. Verse 10, But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is, in part, will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. I know in part... But then I shall know just as I am also known. Love and all that it entails is the greatest or highest level to attain to. I believe this journey is only possible with God's help. It is very possible that what I have said about this subject is no help to you at all. I can live with that. Verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So if we ask a few questions, we can see that the only answer is, to make sweeping changes to the existing church, or find another way to become the bride that makes herself ready, that still lines up with the will of God. One of those questions is, why does it appear that the church is so uneducated in the word of God? Is it the absence of the Holy Spirit from its presence? Perhaps we have too broad a mixture of saved, being saved, and don't give a hoot people in the church. It's the hoots that usually bring in the enemy of God which, as stated before, seems to have uninhibited access to the barracks of God, that is, the church. Perhaps we need to focus more on sanctification. Should we? Nope. Can we increase our appetite for the things of God? Maybe we are too okay with tending a powerless church. Is this even possible? Wouldn't this be exactly the same thing? As someone being okay with the idea of being handed a gun to go to battle, And told that they will not have any ammo. But if they just stand on the field, the enemy will leave them alone without them firing a shot. It's the same thing when you don't read your Bible or strive to partner with the Holy Spirit in the things of God. There are many books on the Holy Spirit, and some of my faves are written by Benny Hinn. My view on the Holy Spirit is just one of many views. If all the views have this one thing in common, they can all agree, and that is that the Holy Spirit is to be with us today and forever, has power, operates spiritual gift through us, and is an equal part of God, because it is the Spirit of God. Is the Holy Spirit in you or with you? There is a difference in results, depending on your in or with status. John 20, 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 5. For John surely baptizes water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Acts 2.4 And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. John 14.17 The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and will be in you, and being filled and if you are ready, you should be walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that one again. And being filled, and if you are ready, you should be walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke 4, 1-2 Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Luke 4:14. 4, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. Luke 4:18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So how is the church populated with all of these correct pieces and all of the correct positions, walking in the perfect love of Christ, in faith, and in perfect love? 1 Corinthians 12, 2, verses 18 and 24. For as a body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by the Spirit we are all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it, or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it, Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. Now I know that was a lot to read to get to this point, and some may disagree. But then Jesus wouldn't say, we are in a battle, give us weapons and armor, if we didn't have enemies. Differences are different, and don't necessarily distinguish one as being the enemy of God. What he says about the other who differs, well that is a thing to measure a person's position from. Not that they or we can slip, as we all do, but all-out war over another person's position handled improperly can cause a stumbling. I have been a firm believer that these two, plus other scriptures, draws a picture for us, and that is that God assigns us to a church address. We don't pick and choose, though we do, where we attend. I have been instructed, and it has been confirmed, which church to go to for a particular season. So think about this. How cool is it to know that you are sitting smack dab in the middle of God's will for your life insofar as attending the military base He has assigned you to? I use military and church business interchangeably because I believe the military is a type and a shadow of the church. It is one of the best models in my opinion. I have other ideas as to why this approach makes sense. How do you know? Assuming you have a fairly firm grasp on your giftings, talents, personality, calling, purpose, etc., where those ingredients are needed, in what community is your presence required, and how can you alone determine that? A nice home, career, promotion, good school, low-crime basket of noodles should not be the leading indicators that you are in the right place. Nope, you can't do this reasonably without thinking what would happen to our missionaries if they use the same criteria for being sent out. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Well, that's it for today. I will get to the scripture support next week. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.